You're listening to the Love Your Neighbor Podcast. Well, thank you for joining us uh, on the Lynx Podcast. The Love Your Neighbor Podcast is brought to you by the wonderful folks at Brandon Wellness. We're so glad to invest and build in the health and wellness of our community. And today we have a special guest. Jason Honey. Jason, thanks for joining us on the hey, Lynx Podcast. I'm very happy to be here. This is uh, <laughs> something I thought I'd probably never be able to do, but uh, you know, I kind of look up to people like you and people that do stuff like this. So this is awesome. Well, you know, it, it's interesting. You know, we we met early when we first moved to Brandon, we met early on. Our, our kids were on the same team, kids mm-hmm. were in the same class. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's kind of how we met. Talk to those of us that don't know you in Brandon. Tell us about your family. Tell us about how you got to Brandon. Share that story with all of us. Yeah, you know, I actually grew up on the east side of Sioux Falls. So Mm -hmm. far east in that if you went down from my house, down a little hill, you'd end up on Rice Street just by that 229 interchange. Okay. If you now take that Rice Street and head into Brandon, (laughs) go past Great Bear, go past Six Mile Road, I now live in that development, the Bluffs right there, which is... Um, I, I think I'm going to rename where we live the bluffs, West Brandon or West River, so to speak, right. West Creek, West, West, West River, yep. whatever it is, yep. because there's a, that group of people out on the east side that call it East Brandon. So sure. I'm like, well, what are we out here? You know, we're, I feel like we're kind of detached, but. I do feel that the river kind of demarcates. Yeah. But we do have two rivers. That's interesting with Brandon. We have two rivers that divide our community. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Both incredible, like canoeing, but. uh yeah. yeah, yeah, we're I, we are. I mean, we are west. Yeah, it's, and, and I think it's a beautiful town. I mean, don't get me wrong. Um, I've had some issues, and I've been outspoken on you know social media before about you know the water. I've had I've chimed in because I I don't know. There's probably something wrong with me because I tell myself all the time: get mm-hmm. off social media, stop doing those things, stop commenting. It doesn't do any good. But I, I see something. I'm like, I got to comment on that. Why mm-hmm. do I do that? I don't know. Well, I think that's that's a great question. I think that's a great question because. Growing up in the time that we grew up, I mean, things got dealt with in social circles, whether it was at churches, hair, uh, barbershops, uh, lunch counters, uh, in all of these at bars. I mean, those things in many ways are going away in our culture. And we have this thing called social media where everybody has a platform. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a platform. And I think there's some really obviously some really negative things about that but there also are some incredibly positive things voices are given to people that you know guys like me jokers like me we get to have <laughs> a conversation <laughs> we get to, to talk about things and, and i think it's a blessing you know and, I, and that's why we're doing this this podcast is because <clears throat> we want to be building community and community is just really it's common things that we share yeah, and I, can I say, I'm a big fan of this podcast. Oh. Since it started, you know, and uh, I started following. It was nice to, uh, you know, oh, yeah, I kind of think I knew that person. I've heard that <laughs> name before, you know, and, and when I grew up, I like I said, I only live as the crow flies, like a mile from where I grew up now, my childhood sure. home and my my home now. Um, we used to come to Brandon, you know, to maybe play some pickup basketball outside at the park, or you knew some kids from Brandon, but it was so detached and so small back then. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and now it's it's the growth, and I, and we've only been in Brandon maybe fifteen years ish. Okay, you know, but the growth I've seen just in that fifteen years has been amazing. Yeah. You know, and you talk to people, they want to say, "Well, Brandon's part of Sioux Falls," and I always tell them, "Well, I feel like T and Harrisburg are more a part of Sioux Falls. We have this valley and the, the river. I feel mm-hmm. like we've always been yeah. a little more. There's you got to go through the woods, really. You know, over the river and through the woods to get right. to Brandon. Right? Correct. So, yeah, it's interesting. I I think that you know Brandon of the communities. Uh, Jeremy Risty was on our podcast, and he's he's the president of the Historical Society. But Brandon has been, people have been living in Brandon for 150 years. I mean, almost as long as Sioux Falls has been populated, people have been settling in our area because it was that short five minute drive from mm-hmm. from the from the feet from the feeder uh, slaughterhouse. Mm-hmm. It's a five mile mm-hmm. carriage ride, and then you hop the river, and we're in Brandon. Right there, yeah. I think there's something at the Big Sioux Rec area, that old wood house there or whatever. There's probably a plaque out there that you can read a yep. little bit about, like, possibly the first settler of uh, Brandon area. Yep. Right? Yeah, there's there's so much, there is so much history to our community. And and for, you know, folks like me that have moved in from out of state. Mm-hmm. Um, but you grew up, you grew, so you grew up in Sioux Falls. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. What, what you said, 15 years, what, what was it that drew you to Brandon, Jason? How did you decide, hey, we're going to, we're going to live and, and, uh, be branded people. Yeah. You know, uh, when we were, my wife and I first looking for a home, um, we had just had our youngest son Brecken and, uh, we were renting at the time and we decided, you know, we had needed a, uh, needed a house. So we started looking around and we looked at the, you know, Sioux Falls, T Harrisburg brand. We were going to stay in the area, obviously, cause that's where we live and work. And that's mm-hmm. where my family is and such. We just found a house in Brandon, so I guess this is the house we like the most. But we also had told ourselves, you know, well, there's something about that we weren't comfortable with in maybe T or Harrisburg. Or maybe the one in Sioux Falls just felt, it didn't feel right. So, mm-hmm. you know, when 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 you, I guess you just put in a little bit of faith, you know, there was something about Brandon that just said, yes, it checked this box or that we mm-hmm. liked the community, you know, and, and I guess maybe there was something from my childhood, you know, I grew up close enough to Brandon. There was something about Brandon that I liked. So it just all came together, I think. And, yeah. you know, it, it felt good at the time and it still feels good today. Yeah. Where is your wife from the Sioux Falls area as well? Or she moved around a lot. She okay. had a, uh, uh, a dad, uh, growing up who was a pastor, oh, um, but okay. he moved around a lot, different churches. So she really calls uh home, North Dakota, uh, the Ashley, North Dakota areas where she spent a lot of years growing up, but she also spent some time in Kansas, Wisconsin, Michigan, okay. but she actually graduated high school um, from down in the uh, Gregory uh, winter Cologne area. Okay. Yep. Okay. So she does have some, some beautiful parts of the country. Oh yeah. Ashley, North Dakota. Yeah. I, I'm a North Dakota guy. People, people always give you a hard time about being from North Dakota and I say, wow, you're just jealous. Yeah. She tells me there's some Ray Nitschke blood in that area of the, the neck, neck of the woods. Her grandma's German who she, she adored her grandma um, okay. and, uh, and speaks a lot about her. I met her maybe one time before she okay. had passed, but, uh, so yeah, a big, uh, person in her life was her grandma. And I okay. think there's that, that German heritage, I think. From uh, that. Very ethnic, North Dakota, you know, much like, you know, communities around Sioux Falls, very, very ethnic mm-hmm. because in that, that time of, um, you know, immigration. I mean, people came over and they could kind of, you know, take land and, you know, homestead land and they would, they would settle with all of their, their family, relatives and people that spoke their language. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So North Dakota, obviously that's true, true in a lot of places, but in North Dakota, those are communities. But that, that's, that's a, a little bit of the Brandon story. Tell me, 
tell me, Jason, a little bit now. You you've you've come to be a part of this community. Um, what is it that you now? What is it that you love most about being a, a dad and a resident of Brandon? What's what's the thing that goes, man? I, I I love being here. What's your favorite thing about it? You know, I think that it's just uh, it's not too big. Mm. Um, and and I you know I spent my whole life in Sioux Falls, and so did my parents. You know, so I really really love Sioux Falls. But there's just something that's a part of me that always wanted to be in a smaller community, I think, you know, especially when you meet people when you go to college that are from Freeman, South Dakota, you know, my best friends, right? And the stories they had about growing up with their friend groups in a smaller town. So sometimes, you know, I'll I'll, I'll ruffle a few feathers and say Brandon's too big or it's gotten too big. And gosh, I'd like to live in a Garrison or a Baltic or a really, really small, small community. But I'm not the type of person that just makes quick decisions that gets up and moves easy. You know, I think I've been in Brandon long enough now that I know what's happening inside me is I'm growing roots, you know, the yeah, school right. system, you know, and everybody tells you, wow, Brandon, the first thing they tell you is, well, the schools are really good out there. Right. And I'm like, well, yeah, I've never had any issues. And my sons go there and, uh, and, and I think I love the sports programs. I love that it's, they really get behind it, you know, mm-hmm. and I like the downtown Brandon. I know not a lot of people visit downtown Brandon. There's not a lot to do there, but that's what really feels like a small town brand. And when you go down there and sure. meet some people downtown, um, you'll get stories of, yeah, I've lived here my whole life. Right. You know, they've seen the changes, you know, and that's kind of what really grabs me is when you meet people and, and I'm not a historian by trade, but I love history. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what brought me to do what I've been doing for 15, 16 years at Trio Ridge is I love talking to people who've been there, done that, have some history, um, older adults, those sort of things. Yeah. Yeah, it was interesting. We were we were just talking about this. Becky Blue was on the podcast, and uh, by the time this airs, we'll have will you have all heard from Becky's story. But that older generation, when you when you come to Brandon, one of the mantras is it's all about the kids. Mm-hmm. It's all about the kids, and that is true. That is true. We we invest in our kids, but there's something that happens between the time they graduate and the time they get married or start having kids. There's a transition that happens there, and. Uh, Talk to us a little bit about your your interest in in the older generation because being a pastor, I love the wisdom that we get from those mm-hmm. folks that are have gone ahead of us. W- what is the greatest benefit for you to working with a with an older population, with a, a senior population? I guess we'd say. Yeah, you know, it's really hard to put in just a few words, but you know, it, it's just something that I think you have inside you that you've always, you know, I, I was a weird kid. Or when I was growing up, when I, maybe when I was graduating high school, going to college, when everybody was listening to this type of music, for some reason, I was watching those Time Life, hey, the super hits from the 50s and 60s, and I <laughs> fell in love with that type of music. So here's a freshman in college in the early 90s who's listening to 50s and 60s music. I, my friends couldn't explain it. I couldn't explain it. It was just something that grabbed me. Yeah. And to this day, you know, if we fast forward all the way out, you know, what do I watch on Netflix? You know, World War II history type stuff. Mm-hmm. What was one of my best subjects in school that wasn't gym class? History, right? Sure, and so, sure. so I've just always had an, uh, uh, an, aff- you know, an affinity for things from the past, nostalgia, you know, those sort of things. Yeah. But I don't antique. I don't go looking for that sort of stuff. Sure. Now, that's not my thing, but I want to I wanna know about the history. I just... Yeah. I think it's important too. I think it's it's important to know where those right. people came from, what they saw, what they've passed on to us, and yeah. you know, it, it's an important piece of us. Yeah, that's that's so true. And I, <clears throat> I have the privilege 
too, of, of getting to know folks that have, have lived some life and they have some experiences. Um, I, the re, one of the main reasons I wanted to have you on this podcast, not just because we are neighbors <laughs> and uh, we have you know certain things in common, but I, I I did hear, and this was on social media, I heard about uh, about your story about uh, being a donor. Mm-hmm. And uh, it really touched my heart when I read that. And I, and I wanted you to share that story because I, I really believe that, you know, we, we have lots of places where we can serve and we can give, but you've given something. Uh, and, and there are some people obviously probably that know this, but would you tell a story of kind of how that all came together and then making the decision to donate a kidney? Yeah. <laughs> I, it's kind of, it's like, a, like, I want you to tell that story. So. Yeah, no, and it, it, it's been told a little bit in the Brandon paper, and, I, and I've had certainly had my face on TV now a couple times because mm-hmm. of it, and um, boy, it, it it there's a lot of things that really go into this, and you know, like I told you before we started, uh, it, and you may know, what it really boils down to, I think for me is, I wanted to do something in my life that I felt like I now have a story. Mm-hmm. I've always had a piece of me that has daydreamed about what if I was in a situation and I had to save a life or, you know, how would I handle that? Um, certainly I've always grown up with a mom who's always been very giving in her time. We didn't grow up rich or we didn't have money to donate. So, and, and I think I'm in the same position. I don't have millions of dollars to give to families in need or the church or other, other organizations. What I do have apparently is a healthy body, and uh, I come to find out I had a kidney that was a really good match for somebody I knew a little bit. Mm. It it wasn't a hard decision. Mm. Um, it really wasn't a hard decision because, like I said, I think there's something in me that kind of wanted to be somebody else's hero or save a life or have a lifelong story mm. that I could come to somebody like you and tell and maybe yeah. get the word out to others. Yeah. Um. I know for a fact I am probably very misunderstood as a person and I do that to myself, right? Like I do all these things Mm. in life and I say all these things and we talked about social media and, and, and most people, even my friends, uh, some of my closer friends are blown away that I would do something like this or that I, Mm -hmm. you know, Jason honey did that. So (laughs) part of that is part of the reason I did that too, is because I love the shock of you really don't know me. Wow. You really yeah. don't know me because I'll just tell you a quick side story to, to, to giving or to donating. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up, I, I threw pennies in a uh, guard, you know, those old tin garbage cans with a football team, right? Mm-hmm. I had the Dallas Cowboys in my room. I'm not even a Cowboys fan today, <laughs> but I grew, must've grew up. My mom must've thought I was a Cowboys fan. Here's a, here's a garbage can. I had that thing three quarters full. It must've weighed about 110 to 20 pounds full of pennies. Wow. In my room, you know, and I'd grown up now. I'm at college. I'm not living with my parents anymore, but I still had my childhood room at my parents' house. Well, there was a radio station doing a penny drive. We're we're collecting your pennies. Come drop them off at the radio station, and you might win a prize or something. I'm like, Mm -hmm. you know, what are these pennies? What good are they doing us in this house just sitting there for years? (laughs) I wheelbarrowed them into the radio station, and they were like, whoa, hold on. I know, these are my pennies. There's like a hundred. I don't know what it's worth. I don't know how much money it is if I took it to the bank, but here's 120 pounds of pennies. Go ahead, you know, because they're going to some donation. It's just a donation. Yeah, yeah. You know, I do that with clothes. Here's clothes. You know, I, I grew up, 
if a buddy needed to borrow a sweatshirt or a coat, my mom was constantly, where's that sweatshirt I bought you or that coat? I'm like, well, someone need to borrow it. I don't know. It's not a big deal, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. These are our possessions, right? These are a big deal. Right. These are ours, right. you know? And I guess, I don't know. I can't explain it fully, but there's something in me that just wants yeah. to give away my stuff. Probably because, like I said, I don't feel like I can write you a check for $1,000, a million dollars, whatever. If I could, I would. I promise you right. that. You know, all that lottery talk, you know, what would you do if you won the lottery? I'm like, oh my God, I could give so much money away, right? right? And help so many different organizations. Yeah. But as it is, I can only give away pennies and kidneys right now. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a spiritual discipline to, to give, mm -hmm. you know, it, it, it's, it aligns us with our creator when we give because God isn't just a, he isn't, he is giving he is love it's what he does it's his essence mm -hmm. and so mm -hmm. as we you know as human beings created in his image we are imaged or imagined to be givers and so when you or i or anyone gives without any hope of return or any like i'm going to get credit for this when you do that you are fully living out you know who you were made to be and i think Mm -hmm. It's just, I mean, I, that I, I'm an adventure guy. I like to do stuff to say I did it. Mm -hmm. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, I think, I think it's interesting. It's how we, as you know, maybe, maybe, maybe we could say men, we have these different things that we got to, we got itches. We got to scratch if you mm -hmm. will. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And so I, I'm really, that's, that's inspiring to me that you would say, Hey, going from giving all those pennies to give an, what was that like physically for you? Talk about that journey. And maybe, I guess, I have not seen the, so there's been some news pieces on it. Yeah, I've had, uh, you know, the my recipient, Brandy's her name. Okay. She had a story that was on Dakota News Now. Okay. Well ahead of when I ever donated this kidney. Um, because she had actually needed a kidney and had a brother who was the perfect match. So, you know, here, here's mm. this family. This is usually how these things work. Her brother donated her a kidney. She's got two non-working kidneys. Her brother donated her a kidney, and it was the perfect match. Nothing was supposed to go wrong, and that small, itty-bitty, less than 1% thing that could happen, happened. Oh, wow. Her body rejected her brother. So here's her brother, who loves her and would do anything for her, gave her a kidney that eventually now didn't work. Oh, so wow. she had to start back at square one. And, and I knew about that through the news story. They did a story on her, you know, and then she put a call out on social media, on Facebook to, you know, let everybody know that, you know, if you want to get checked out, if you want to get tested, I now need a kidney again because this will happen with my brother. Um, and here's me sitting here going, you know, right away, you know, feeling bad for Brandy, who I know a little bit. Um, and I'll tell you that story in a little bit. But uh, her brother, I mean, how heart-wrenching. I, I have a sister, yeah. a younger sister would do the same things he did, you know, and, and what that must feel like to be able to give of yourself. And then that happens. Mm. Um, so I have a lot of, a lot of, you know, and he doesn't know this and we don't talk much. I, don't, I know him a little bit, but uh, you know, I just, I have a lot of emotions and feeling for him that what he went through, right. you know, here I went through, I thought this was pretty easy actually to donate a kidney to somebody. And here I am today talking about it mm. and my health is amazing. Um, but what it must have felt like for him right. to, you know, to, to go through the same things I had to go through and then for it to, you know, to, to not work for his sister. Wow. You know, so. Wow. You've got, you, you know, you, you can empathize with that. You have that same experience. So we'll have to link, we'll have to link those stories. Cause I, I didn't, I didn't realize that whole story. I haven't, 
I just saw it. I think I think it was on your on your uh, social media where I first mm-hmm. heard about it. So mm-hmm. we'll have to link those stories here. Um, but I I love the heart of that of saying, hey, I can't. I, there's a lot of things I can't do. Right. But here's something I can do. Right. And uh, I h- how would you? And I want to just close by this question because I think we're building Brandon Wellness and the Links Podcast. We're mm-hmm. building community. And what you said earlier is so important. You don't know me. You know, mm-hmm. you, you had mentioned that earlier. And we can't know each other through, I mean, a little bit through social media. Mm-hmm. But what? how do you define community? As you're actively building community, uh, you, you, you work for a retirement community. Mm-hmm. What, what have you learned about community that you could apply or we have in Brandon? Boy, tough question. Yeah. And and I like that you'd mentioned that I work for a place that we call a community. Yeah. You know, um, a community of people that, you know, kind of share a love for each other, um, you know, are very uh, uh, faith-based, yeah. um, but also have a lot of very good stories. So what, what community? Um, we need to get off social media more because we think that we know somebody through social media and what they say and what they do. I've always been at least enough of a realist to know that um, even if we think we know somebody, like I think I know you and your family a little bit through church and the neighbors and, you know, the, the coaching yeah. of football earlier. And and we really don't know somebody behind closed doors, you know. Mm. There's so much more. There's so many more layers to us mm. as humans that right. we, we we get to see them out in Brandon. We Our kids play football together or basketball together. We get to know them in some circles because we spend some time on weekends with them. We maybe do travel baseball with them. We, we're, we're around hotels with them, but there is so much more to people and their interactions and their life. You know, you always see the stuff on social media that goes around a lot now. And I think it's important when it talks about, you know, depression and mm-hmm. you may see a happy face and you may right. see a person yep. that's donated a kidney, but you don't fully know what goes on inside them. Right. You know, you know, and, and I think that's me. Like I said earlier, um, I don't think people really know me. I think sometimes my parents who know me the best and my wife, I surprise <laughs> them because there's a lot of self-talk that goes on in here. I tell yeah. myself stuff, you know, I sometimes ask myself, why did I do this? Well, part of it is, I think I've told myself that one, I, I, I wanted to have that story. You mentioned something earlier, you know, it, it's giving with expecting nothing in return. Yeah. Now, I'm a little bit of a dreamer, John. I think that there's part of me that says, well, I did something so good. Maybe I erased at least one of those sins as a childhood, right? <laughs> can we take one off the board? Like if we have the, the list, mm. the pros and the cons, can I erase one of the one of the negatives maybe? Mm. There's part of me that thinks maybe that could happen. But really what it was was yeah. Brandy's husband and I played some slow pitch softball together. And mm. that's a real macho thing for guys in their early 30s. You know, we're we're better than you are. So we played against each other. We had a few butting aheads and, and I had actually went up to him, you know, cause he's, he's a tall guy like me. He's really reserved and quiet. And I just really liked uh, how he carried himself. And I told him, I go, Scott, I go, I wish I, cause he pitches slow and I pitched and I like, I wish I could be like you. I'm animated and excited and emotional. And when I'm doing things and that's mm-hmm. how I want to play sports, you know, I got to get my juices going. How do you play sports and just go, eh, eh, whatever. So I said, I really like what you do. I kind of want to be more like you, right? Yeah, yeah. So what went from was kind of a rivalry and kind of a, we don't know each other. Do we not like each other too? We became friends. And then when his wife and I and him had all hung out, we went to a couple concerts, we became a little closer friends, but we weren't 
lifelong friends. We weren't wow. hang out all together, people. She put out a calling. You know, I said to my wife, I should at least go get tested. That's what you do when you're going to donate a kidney. You, 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 you don't have to know somebody like I did. You hmm. should go get tested because there's like 90,000 some people on wow. the kidney list right now. And there's maybe only 5,000 active donors. Wow. Um, and it can really, what it, it can save a life. Hmm. For me, it was kind of nice that I went to go get tested knowing that I should probably get my name crossed off of, you know, her list. So I can at least say I did that. At least I hate Brandy. I tried. I'm not mm -hmm. a match. Right. Well, it turns out <laughs> test again, test again, test again, wow. test again, test again. Holy cow. Yeah. I'm your match. This is going to work. It's me after wow. all that. So yeah, that's a fantastic. And I think it's, and it's even just the, the, the thought of like going through that and doing that for someone that, you know, we just sell We just, uh, observed veterans day mm -hmm. and that idea of service and mm. giving ourselves is, uh, is so integral into who we are. And, and, and I think about those, you know, my, my friends and family that are, that have served in, in, in over in seas and, and here, here's you, you've served by just simply giving, giving the gift of, of life mm -hmm. to someone else. It's an amazing, amazing thing. Well, we're going to have to do this. We, maybe this is a little, uh, a little, uh, emerging part of this podcast is let's put let's put uh, stories to uh profiles let's get people off social media and get them in here uh and and, and get to know them a little bit because i i think i'm not on social media that often mm -hmm. so i don't i don't totally i don't totally live in yeah. that i don't get that but i do know there's obviously in brandon um it's really a huge part of why we started this podcast because we want people to have full conversations mm -hmm. rather than there's just a comment, respond, comment, respond, because here we can have a real conversation and hopefully this conversation will, will uh, yeah. lead to more, more yeah. conversation. Yeah. Like you said, you know, when, when you meet with people, when you talk with people, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's the relationships, but you, you get a different side of them, but you also, you, you develop a connection with them. You know, yeah. I always think about politics and where we're at right now. There, there's such division but if you, me, and a few other people got in a room and we didn't talk politics, we're going to love each other based on some current things that we both agree on mm -hmm. and conversations that we're going to have. It's just we, social media is a really good tool, but I think we're using it wrong. Yeah. Uh, it certainly, it certainly can be. So, well, hey, Jason, thank you so much for coming on and uh, appreciate you and, uh, and your family. And, uh, let's uh let's let's stay on the west side hey west side brandon west side brandon all right, man. yeah you bet <laughs> all right thanks Jason. thank you for joining us on the love your neighbor podcast the purpose of the love your neighbor podcast is to build community one conversation at a time you can help us build that community by sharing the podcast on your social media channels and rating our podcast on whatever platform you're listening from Another way is to let us know of any neighbors who have a story. Go Leaks! Go Leaks!